Blog Talk Radio. go through the uh, the kitchen. I have uh, put all the Tupperware in one cabinet. This is in Ray the Tupperware cabinet. My mom used to do that for us, too. Uh, okay. um, she still really wants to go through every other cabinet, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, they yeah. But now can you believe that it is December 22nd already? No, I don't want it to be December 22nd. I don't want it to be three days until Christmas Day. I don't want it to be two days before Christmas Eve. I don't want it to be the week of Christmas. Why not? Because I haven't shipped out your package yet. I probably won't till after Christmas because it's so close to Christmas. I'm afraid if I ship it out now, it's going to get lost in all the crazy last-minute shipping that everybody does two days before Christmas. So you're not going to be getting your Christmas presents till after Christmas. I just got the last of the Christmas cards sent out today. I don't remember if I've already sent you your Christmas card yet or not. Have you gotten one for me yet? No. No, mine's gone out today. Um, it just, I'm not ready for it to be Christmas. I still need to get something for my dad something for my brother-in-law, something for my other brother-in-law that isn't actually my brother-in-law. I need to get something for my in-laws, something for my grandma, something from... It just... I'm not ready to deal with it. I am not. I say this as I'm sitting here watching my baby throw Tupperware over her shoulder like some superstitious grandma with salt. Oh. <laughs> I say it's safe to say 
You'll be getting your Christmas present tomorrow. Am I? Yep. Are you checking the tracking information or something? But you are not allowed to open it until Christmas morning. Okay, I promise I won't open it till Christmas morning. Oh, and speaking of packages, here's our other co-host. It's Summer Blade. And how am I a package? (laughs) (laughs) Melody, you want to open something? There you go. Because you should have received a package today. Yes, I did. Is it from Amazon? Yes, it is. Okay. Can you Yeah, my boyfriend it? and I were both a little confused at first. <laughs> and he said, I didn't order anything from Amazon. I'll help her open it. Jenny's going to help you open your present, honey. Well, can you open up the outer box? Because I have no clue what the gift wrap looks like. And I want to know what it looks like. <laughs> oh, well, I, actually, I already opened up the outer box. Um, it's actually, it's gold paper, and it has a white ribbon around it, and it has a little card on it that was from you. (laughs) Excuse me a second. Somebody is trying to butt in on my conversation. Salty, (laughs) no one is talking to you. Sheesh. (laughs) I'm sorry. He wants to be on the phone, too. Uh, Okay. I, ha- I hate to say this, this, these aren't the normal presents I would normally send out for the holidays, but with my lack of ability to go out very often, I did what I had to do. <laughs> That's okay. Presents are appreciated regardless of how they were acquired. Okay. <laughs> I got some phone email today. Ooh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Well, first I will say that it is from Cala Vista. She forgot to wrap my Christmas presents, so I opened the box and there they were. That's okay. Yes. So my my pony mail, she sent me a G1 plush cotton candy. Ooh, cool. I'm so excited. Cause see, I have I have Starshine and I have two Moon Dancers in the plush size, uh, but I I didn't have cotton candy, so I'm very excited. T1 plushies are always exciting. Yes. You know, and I love them. Like it doesn't matter how beat up their eyes are or whatever. There is just something magical about a G1 plush. Well, they're they're always very special. You know, I've, I got mine at the um, I got my first one at the thrift store, and I still have her. You know, I might have other ones, but you know, she is my favorite. Because it's when you had you you went out and found on a pony hunt. Yes. And I wasn't even hunting or collecting ponies at the time. I just saw her, and I thought, you're cute. I want you. You're coming home with me. <laughs> That's how it starts. <laughs> yep. And then it's well, you know, like, I she got... needs friends. And then they take over <laughs> the got, house. My, 
Yeah, I got my moon dancers in Starshine when I was a wee girl, way back in the day. They were given to me by the person my mom was hoping I would marry when I became an adult. Um, <laughs> Aw, that's cute. parents are weird that way. Um, Should I tell your mom? I don't know. She's calling. <laughs> I can't answer it. I'm on the air. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I was happy to see Cotton Candy today because today has been a rather bad day for me. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, like, well, do any of you ever have friends and, like, you love them, you adore them, you want good things for them, but the only time they ever call you is when their life implodes? Mm-hmm. And oh. and they kind of expect you to drop everything and fix it. Yeah. And then they tell you something that makes it really hard to feel sorry for them. Uh, I had that kind of a day. Oh, so yeah. you know, and and I really. I I try to be very compassionate and I want to be very supportive because we all have times, you know, when just everything kind of falls apart. But at the same time, I, I kind of need, you know, people to work with me. So, you know, if, yeah, everything fell apart. Okay, here's what you need to do to kind of get it back on track, and then I kind of expect people to actually do it. And then when they don't, and it continues to get worse, and they're like, and I don't understand. It makes it really hard, especially when I told them a month previous, here's what you need to do to nip this in the bud right now. And then they, you know. I want to be compassionate and I want to be supportive. But at the same time... You also want to smack them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I do have a child of my own. I do have a husband of my own. I have a, a rowing team. I've got other friends. I have... It's Christmas time. I kind of need people to at least respect me enough to understand that I also have things going on in my life. Right. And maybe they're not as bad as what the other person is going through, but that doesn't mean that I ha- I can drop my responsibilities to fix someone else's. I still have to, whatever I do has to be within the context of me still continuing to maintain my obligations to my daughter, to my husband, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So anyway, oh that was my day. Until cotton candy came. Aww. And then along with cotton candy, I also got a, a freaky fusion monster high doll. Oh, those are cool. Yeah, I got Toralai fusion. So that's pretty neat. 
so that that was my my surprise today, along with Angel Tony's sent some gift wrapped presents for me Ooh. and Melody. Ooh. So I that was a surprise. I didn't know that was coming. So now oh, little Miss Melody is gonna to be totally spoiled because Fred and I, you know, we we make sure Santa Claus brings her something. And then we get her one thing. But we really want him to give her the opportunity to grow up understanding that Christmas isn't about how many presents you get. You know, it's it's not quantity, it's quality, you know? Right. And, and so this is more presents for her under our little tree than she had last year. I mean, of course, everybody gets her something, you know. Grandpa gets her something, and Auntie Sarah gets her something, and Uncle her something, and Uncle Ben gets her something, and Grandma and Grandpa Davis get her something. They all get her something. So it's not like she just gets two things. It just we're hoping well, to avoid the expectation that Mom and Dad are, are going to buy you a laundry list of toys that you're not going to appreciate. No, or, that's what Grandma and Grandpa are for, or, you know, the aunts and uncles. Yeah. Well, and you know, there there are so many kids that that go without. It feels very extravagant to overdo it. You yeah. know, if you have that much extra money for gifts, you know, get one thing for your kid, and then do the angel giving tree. Well, that's like other um, kid that needs it. You know. Yeah, there's uh, my friend Lindsay. Every year she gets two presents for, like, the um, the Toys for Tots thing. Yeah. She goes out and does shopping for the rest of the family, but then since she's got the extra, since she's got a little bit of extra money each year, she usually gets, like, two things for the, um, either, you know, the Toys for Tots or the shoe boxes that she send overseas or something like that. And if yeah. I had a little extra cash this year, I would have done that too, but i got to save up for a car. Yeah, see, it's not like we're super hurting for cash, but we're definitely not entirely living in the black. Right. (laughs) Fred says he's running out of organs to sell. (laughs) Uh, Remember, you can only sell your kidneys twice. (laughs) Yeah. So it I mean, yeah, anyway, we're I don't know. I I would I would like for Melody to appreciate the joy of having enough. You know? She sounds like she's gonna be getting a lot of stuff this year. Yeah. So I let her open one early because why not? The big ones, the uh, uh, you know, are going to come on Christmas Day. Ones from mom and and dad, and ones from Santa. And I got to say, they're pretty awesome gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to contact Santa. I have. <laughs> Do you have his phone number? 
I have his phone number. Yeah. What was him yeah, being a great, 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 great uncle on my dad's side? Well, don't you get that number as soon as you get, you know, as soon as you find out you're pregnant? Doesn't doesn't <laughs> that number just automatically appear, you know, the direct line? It does. It gets, it, it gets programmed into your phone as soon as you find out you're having a child. Oh. Yeah, you know, when, Are you when crawling at me? Aren't you crawling yeah, at me? When you have nieces and nephews and cousins like that, you get the indirect line to his uh, his elf assistant. That's the number you get. No, you can't have a dream cover. <laughs> I'm sorry. The bird is playing in a shower, and he likes to pick the drain cover up and walk away with it. <laughs> that is awesome. Birds are awesome. At least your pet goes into the bathtub willingly. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, uh, Salty, his favorite place to play is the shower. If I need him out of my hair for a few minutes, I stick him in the shower, and he crawls <laughs> around the bottom of it. Now, Squeaker doesn't like the shower, which is strange, but Salty loves it. They're bizarre little animals. See, my dog well, you know, that's... Go ahead. I was going to say, that's what I love about animals. You can have two Labradors or two parrots or two cats. You know, you can have two of the same thing and have them even be the same breed. But they'll have completely different personalities sometimes, you know. They they have preferences. They're not just, you know, all the same. Oh, yeah. It's like Squeaker and Salty, they both like pudding, but Squeaker only likes butterscotch. Salty only likes vanilla and chocolate. And Squeaker will not eat ice cream. Salty will steal it out of your cup, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, oh, it's just anybody who has never had a pet or who's had a pet but never really interacted with the pet very much doesn't understand how unique each animal is. It always amazes me when people are like, well, it's just a cat. Well, it's just a dog. Well, no, it's not just a, you know. No, it's not because I had to go and see... um the psychiatrist last week to do the uh, trial for the spinal cord stimulator, and we were talking, and, you know, he went through, you know, the normal checklist, you know, marital status. <laughs> do you have any kids? <laughs> I said, no, but do you count, do, are we counting dogs in that, in that scenario? And he goes, well, I count it because, you know, it's, you know, pets can, dogs and Cats and pets can be people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's he's weird because he'll eat vegetables. <laughs> he will eat a salad as long as you put ranch dressing on it. If you try to him a salad without ranch dressing, he will just look down, look up at you, kind of like, okay, where's my dressing? <laughs> one of the one of the dogs we used to have, he used to root around in the garden, and he would dig up chives and eat the bulbs. 
Not the leaves. <laughs> the bulbs. Just the bulb. Just the bulb. But hold hold on one second. What color tulips does he like? <laughs> what color? Oh, a specific color of tulip. Yeah. Yellow. You no, know, my mother had a dog that used to garden. Mine eats yellow tulips. <laughs> just the and yellow one. Just the yellow ones. You know, there could be yellow, purple, and red, and orange, all in the world, all all in the same little pack, little area. He will only eat. He will he be line straight for the yellow one. And he will eat. Okay. You're okay. You know, they say just, dogs are colorblind. Strawberry. But they're actually not. Um, I said a couple of months ago, there's actually a TV station out that is specifically geared towards dogs. Thank you. And there's a whole range of a color palette. Oh, yeah, you were telling us about that dog TV thing. Yeah. And yellow was one of the one of the sig- the signature colors that was shown very brightly. So, you know, there are certain colors that dogs can see. It's not the whole spectrum, but it's a it's a big enough sector that he can tell which tulips are yellow and which ones are white. <laughs> You know what I wish? I wish more people, before they decided that they were going to get a pet, that they would do their research. You know, find out how much space it needs, how much food it needs, how often it needs to go to the vet. Are you allowed to have it where you live? Mm -hmm. So many people just think, oh, it's cute, I have to have one. And then they find out that they're allergic or that they can't have it where they live or that it eats more food than they thought it would. That it needs special food, you know, and because yeah. they didn't do their research. And that makes me frustrated. Well, and also, uh, dogs. That's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. Everyone looks at a puppy and thinks, oh, it's small, it's cute. But you have to look at the size of their paws. Because they're going to yeah. be big. They're going to yeah. grow into those feet. <laughs> yeah. They look, oh, look, those are cute, big little feet. And then all of a sudden, like, six months later, you got a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like there was one commercial for, uh, I can't remember what it was for, but the guy, the, the this couple got a, a puppy. And when they walked away from the house, from the breeder where they bought the puppy, they saw Daddy sitting in the yard or standing in the fenced-in yard next to a pony. And Daddy was the same size as the pony. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just one of those things that people, people don't realize. Or people pick a small breed because they think, oh, it's a small, it's a small breed. It'll fit in my apartment. And it 
turns out that that small breed needs to be exercised like three hours every day. Yeah. Whereas if you had gotten a St. Bernard, he needs one 20-minute or two 20-minute walks a day. He's a great apartment dog. He'll sleep the rest of the time. Oh, is that what what my dog is mixed with? (laughs) Maybe. He'll he'll go out, he'll run around like a a mad dog idiot, come in the house and just plop down and sleep the next 10 hours. (laughs) You you only disturb him for mealtime, and that's it. Well, that's the only time the energy is important, I guess. Yeah. Well, of course, he's older, so. Yes, I'm talking about you. No, you cannot have my food. (laughs) If anyone is wondering, yes, I am finishing dinner while on the air. That's why you hear the occasional little crunch, crunch, crunch of corn. Uh, Okay. Hey, have any of you watched Rainbow Rock yet? No. No, but a friend of mine saw it and he said it was good. It's on Netflix, and while it wasn't as good as the first one, it was it was still good. But there were some things that disappointed me. Can you guess what they are? Um, no Twilight Sparkle? No, Twilight Sparkle was there. They're still not rainbow ponies. Yeah. Like, you know, when they did their, their rainbow transformation thing. They got like two streaks of color in their hair. Two extra streaks mm-hmm. of color. That's... But they're not actual. We're still. We're we're probably never going to get true rainbow ponies, which is kind of a bummer. Because it would be it's nice a, yeah. to have somebody with that rainbow colored hair aside from just Rainbow Dash. Yeah, it really yeah. would. It would be nice if there was more than one white unicorn. You know? Not just rarity. Or Sweetie Belle. Sweetie Belle. Well, yeah, but... So there's, like, one white baby unicorn, which is Sweetie Belle, who's the main character. And then there's one white grown-up unicorn, who's rarity, who's Sweetie Belle's older sister, who's part of the main six. That's it. Like there's there's white uniforms in the show. Yeah, but we don't really have any toys of them. Yeah. No. I mean, really boiled down to it, it would be nice to have extra characters made that, you know, I mean, toy-wise, that are not necessarily background characters or main characters that are just, here's a pony. That doesn't well, have to yeah, be necessarily linked to the show. Well, I mean, and, and they've done some, but they've been very uninspiring. Like, there was that one pink unicorn with, like, three pink stars. 
and pink yeah. hair and like ooh, I've never seen that before. <laughs> a pink unicorn with pink hair. Oh my gosh, a pink pony. Twink pony. A pink pony. More pink. Yeah, oh, by Fred, the way. Fred says a pink pony that's a girl's toy. <laughs> that's <laughs> revolutionary. Way to think not only inside the box, but way to define the box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know I was trying to think of something clever and there it is. <laughs> yes. But well see I, I I did I did like their ultimate power at the end because without spo- without trying to give you too many spoilers, I did a custom like that. Oh okay. So which on the one hand, I feel like I should be paid for. But on the other <laughs> hand, since it was already Hasbro-inspired custom, I'll let it go. <laughs> oh, by the way, sorry again about last week. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Yeah. You know we, 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 if, we made it work. If that ever happened, just when you're in the studio, you can change the time. You just go to the episode info button, and you go down to where it says, like, whatever, how many minutes it is. You click on the minutes, and it'll give you a drop-down box. Well, see, the thing was is I didn't realize that we only had 15 minutes until it started doing the countdown. 90 seconds. 60 seconds. And at that point, I was like, oh, crap, what do I do? Sorry. Yeah, it just, but I mean, we made it work, and she really didn't have a whole lot of time, but we did kind of get cut off, though. Sorry about that again. Well, I mean, we just thought it was kind of funny that it wasn't set up right, and you really, really wanted to call in. I got it. I really yeah. did, but you know, I did talk with her. I did talk with Deb, and she did agree to come back on after the new year. So, all right, here you go. Yeah, get back in your cage. Sorry about that. I had a low flying low flying bird. I had to catch. Oh, I see. Okay. But yeah, it's uh It's been a crazy time and oh, apparently there has been pony drama in one of the myriad of pony boards. Oh, oh I must have missed it. Well, I guess it's the group called the Un-Arena that was started after the arena. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Shut down. Oh, God. Apparently, somebody posted a Starlight custom, you know, like from Rainbow Bright. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And the creator of that particular group, I guess, is very... Um, what's the right way to say this? Anyway, she took it to be an LGBT pony, which she Ah. disagreed with. What? Apparently went off on a huge... A what? An LGBT. Um, A pony that might represent somebody of an alternative lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm add cold medicine to everything I'm taking. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. <laughs> you're you're a walking medicine cabinet sometimes, I swear. I think so too. I should have really but, um, yeah, so so the, the the creator of that group took it to to be an LGBT pony, even though it wasn't. It was a Rainbow Bright pony. <laughs> and mm. went off on a tangent, which not surprisingly upset a lot of people. Yeah. And I guess... My goodness. I guess there was a max exodus, and the people that didn't exit that were confrontational, she banned. So... It was, I guess, a really rocky day in the pony community that earlier this week. So, hey, they. It just it, it seems to me that I don't know if you're going to be a grown-up that collects rainbow-colored ponies. You need to be more open-minded to rainbow-colored ponies. Yep. Just, it seems kind of silly to be anti-rainbow when the thing you're collecting comes in a rainbow of colors. Yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of funny, yeah, it is because... My first reaction to a rainbow pony would not be this is a social thing about, you know, the piece of artwork that has something to do with somebody who's not of the same lifestyle as me. My reaction would be, "Ooh, rainbow pretty." Yeah. Yeah. I'm not complicated. I'm going to admit that right now. Rainbows are pretty, and that's why I like them. And there's no ulterior motive to that. See, and I agree. That's my the, the, my wedding theme was rainbows. I got married to a dude. But, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't an alternative lifestyle wedding, and yet it was rainbow themed. My cake was a white cake with a rainbow of butterflies going up. You know, my I had a bridesmaid in every color. Yeah, unfortunately. It's just beautiful pictures, but there are apparently some people that just can't appreciate a rainbow for a rainbow. And even if it was an LGBT pony, not, you know, that's not a bad pony. That's not an, you know, freaking out about it isn't 
the appropriate response. So I just, I don't know. I think people get really crazy with these toys, and it kind of makes me wonder about people's sanity sometimes. They're, they may be collectible toys at some point. Maybe they're not at the moment, depending on which generation you're into. But, I mean, come on. It's it's ponies, people. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> it's ponies. Yeah. Let's, let's just breathe. Breathe in. Out. Breathe out. Okay. I know there's a tissue around here someplace. Uh-huh. Here it is. Okay. Oh, and speaking Excuse of toy me, ponies, me. Melody is finally playing with her ponies. Yay! Voluntarily. Cool. Yeah, I saw you had pictures on Facebook of um, her playing with a, a Rainbow Dash beanie baby. No, that well, that one wasn't the Rainbow Dash Beanie Baby, although she has been playing with Rainbow Dash Beanie Baby. This is a giant plastic Rainbow Dash. With oh, okay. Presumably, at one point, flapped up and down. And there's a button. The, the, the cutie mark is a button that supposedly at one point did something. It was found at a thrift shop and purchased for me, and Melody saw it, and she wanted it, so, of course, I said, sure, here you go, honey. (laughs) And she, I was going to have it sit under the Christmas tree, you know, pretty colors, toy under the Christmas tree, but she pointed at it, and she really wanted it, so I gave it to her, and she put it on the floor, and she started pushing it across the floor like it was running across the floor, except backwards, <laughs> <laughs> which makes sense that's okay. that before Melody could crawl forwards, she could crawl backwards, so maybe she thinks that's just the way all things learned her. <laughs> you better hope that she gets out, grows out of that before she learns to drive. <laughs> no, baby, you push it put it in forward. <laughs> I can drive backwards yeah. pretty well. No, before she ends up doing have you ever seen the show Malcolm in the Middle? Oh, yes. The episode where Francis is home, everyone's trying to be really good so that Francis can come home from military school. And Malcolm gets hurt, and they have to drive to the <laughs> hospital. And Malcolm's worried about the odometer. Yes, yeah, so and they drive goes, backwards all the way to the hospital. Yep. <laughs> because of course, back then, you know, cars were made. You know that if you threw it in reverse, the odometer went backwards. Unlike nowadays, where it doesn't care if you're going forwards or backwards, the odometer is going up. Yeah. Well, now some cars almost drive themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one now that, like, if if you're trying to parallel park and you're about to ding the other car, it'll stop you. Because See, it, I'm sorry. I don't like those cars. Simply because of the fact 
that you're going to have people getting too used to the car doing everything for them, that they're going to get into a regular car, and they ain't going to know what to do. You mean like people who know how to drive an automatic but not a stick? Kind of. I mean, you know, the people who are like, you know, you know, the thing that will beep when you're accidentally drifting into the other lane. Yeah. Okay. They're eventually going to get so used to the car doing that that if they get into a regular car that doesn't do that, I can just see the amount of accidents happening. Well, who knows or how car- technology, you know, only a few cars do that now, so hopefully maybe it'll never, never become it. standard. I, I hope so because, as I said, you you have the cars that, like, you know, you're about to ram into somebody because you're not paying attention, and the car stops for you. I'm sorry, no. That is going to be one of those things where people are going to be so used to the car stopping by itself that, as I said, if that feature blows out or, you know, they're in a regular car, you know, hello, bumper cars. (laughs) Well, see, I think think that goes to the fact that we kind of live in a society where everybody wants to be perfectly safe all the time and everybody wants everything now. They don't really want to work that hard to develop a skill, you know. They yeah. want it to be easy and intuitive. And, and unfortunately, cars have never been a safe thing. No. And the I, I I think that moderation is probably the best bet with cars at this point, you know. We're probably going to continue to put more and more computer parts and AI things into cars. And eventually we'll have an episode of Doctor Who where the cars try to kill us. <laughs> try to kill us all. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I know, I know, you know, I'm. I said I always say I'm like the very technological one. I like technology, but it's like certain things, no, should not be exist, should not be around. Well, technology is nice. To have as a tool, but it's not something you want taking over your life and doing everything for you. Exactly. Because what's that saying? To err as human, to really screw it up, you need a computer involved? Yep. <laughs> yes. I'm the person I worked um, billing and coding. I had, you know, I had to fight Medicare because, you know, yeah, it was partly human error, but, you know, I had to fight basically a machine to get them to understand that, no, this man did not die on the 1st of December. He just, he died the 18th. You people killed him two weeks early. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's why I said when I die, I'm going to have a tattoo put on me. <laughs> Expiration date. <laughs> My cat Peter looks very amused right now. What is he amused about? Well, I was brushing him with a Monster High brush, and that got him in play mode. But then I started, I picked up one of my Rose Petal Place dolls. I started playing with my Rose Petal Place doll with him and decided Rose Petal was going to sit on him. And he just sat there for a moment like, what the heck is going on? But now he, just, he he's gotten up, and the doll has fallen <laughs> off his back, and... Yeah, right now I think I can put pretty much anything on my dog and he'll just let me do it. <laughs> well, see, that's the difference between a dog and a cat. Well, no, he'll you let me do it. He can dress up a dog and the dog will just sit there. Oh, actually, mine won't. Mine will look at you kind of like, um, what have you been smoking tonight and you really need to stop it? <laughs> Normally he won't, but nowadays, you know, with with everything I'm on, I I can sit there and just poke him, <laughs> and he'll just sit there staring up at me, kind of like, yeah, whatever, keep poking me, go on. Here, you haven't poked here. <laughs> yeah, someone posted a picture of a pug that got dressed up for. Christmas or something. Someone put dressed their pug in a costume, and the, the they're like, "Oh, it's the cutest dog ever!" And the look on the dog's face, dog looks so humiliated. <laughs> My response was, "Yeah, it really sucks when mommy dresses you up to look like a dork." <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, he just looked like, somebody saved me. This was not my idea. Yeah, you gotta walk dogs sometimes. But, so, um, I will say about, about Rainbow Rocks, though. Sorry, I, my brain just remembered something. I will okay. say about Rainbow Rocks that I now like DJ Pony a lot better previously. Cool. Yeah, I did hear she was in that movie an awful lot. Yeah, she she actually plays a rather integral role at the right time. She's still not a main character, but she's uniquely equipped. given that the story of Rainbow Rocks is um, a battle of the bands sort of thing. Oh, but one absolute reason why the two of you have to watch it, Sea Ponies. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, well... Now I think I am going to watch it the next time I'm over at my friend's house. 
Oh, did you? Did yep. somebody say? characters. I want there to be sea ponies again. Is that really so much to ask? And I don't want them to look like like sea ponies with G4 heads. I want them to look badass like they looked in the movie. <laughs> well, maybe we can hope. Maybe. You know, like, like, well, it's like how we'll never see Wendigos, the 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 frozen air ponies from the hearth swarming Eve. I know and those are really neat looking. I I have been contemplating making customs of them, except obviously regular G four ponies don't have the right body type or head type. So I may have to find, track down, I don't know, a really distinctive looking fakey. But I, I, I don't know. They're like almost briar horses, the way they're shaped, wouldn't it goes. So yeah, I don't know. It's something that's more along the look of a realistic horse. Yeah. See if I could figure <laughs> If I could figure out how to make molds, I could get a really cool briar horse and I could make a mold of it and I could cast it in a clear blue resin and then it would look like a Wendigo. I actually found a website not too long ago that has some really nice mold-making material. Um, I'll have to find it again and email it to you. And I did find at Michael some mold-making material that's this, oh, let me find the box. It's this clay-like stuff that it comes in two different tubes, and you just sort of press it on the thing that you want to make the mold of. Here it is. It's called Amazing Mold Putty. But you might have to get, like, a bigger box of it if you're going to um, make something out of a briar horse. Yeah. yeah. Or I may have to get, like, a... I might be able to take a G2 and re-sculpt the head enough because they're skinny like a G2, the Wendigos. Mm-hmm. But they've got a, a longer face. Yeah. 
So I would have to do some Frankenstein work to make the it look right. Uh, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Is like, like I think every customizer has that one custom in their head that they really want to do, and they haven't the foggiest idea how to really do it. I've got a couple like that, and I'm just like, oh, how am I going to make it? I can't just pluck it out of my head and have it appear out of thin air. I've got to actually find the stuff to make it. Yeah. Just need a 3D printer that hooks up to my brain. (laughs) I think we should stop calling 3D printers 3D printers and call them what they are. Replicators? Yes. (laughs) For non-perishable things. Well, actually, they have 3D printers for um, candies. I've heard that they have them for, like, little making little sugar decorations that you put on cake. Yeah. Well, I know they can do that, but, like, it's not like you could program one to make Earl Grey tea in a cup yet. Okay. What is a 3D printer? I must be living under a rock or something. Um... 3D printers, are, they're actually kind of a new thing that came out a couple years ago. And it works just like a regular computer printer. But instead of printing something on a piece of paper, you can program the computer with um, a 3D render of an object, say like a pony or like a little piece, of, like a little machine part. Or um, in the case of the ones that they've made for cake decorating, a a little sugar flower. And then depending on what material you have in the printer, like they have ones for metal, they have ones for plastic, and they have ones for the little sugar decorations, you put the, the, you program the, the thing in, and then it takes all the measurements and makes the thing that you want out of whatever material you want. So there have been a couple people that have these 3D printers that have made ponies to customize. And it basically, instead of doing the 2D, it takes pieces of plastic and prints it out like sheets at a time or pieces at a time that it molds together and makes into one solid piece. I've heard that people have built houses with 3D printers. Oh, they've built all kinds of stuff. There have been people that have built, yeah, I mean, houses and even, like, all kinds of little tiny um, game miniatures and all kinds of stuff. They had a big documentary about these 3D printers um, on Netflix that my boyfriend was watching at one time. I may have to go back and rewatch it because he was watching it while we were in the middle of a show, so I couldn't really pay too much attention to it. 
I'll have to see if it's still on Netflix. That sounds really interesting because, mm-hmm. like, and I've had people suggest, hey, why don't you get a 3D printer? I'm like, oh, yeah, let me just spare however many thousands of dollars it takes to buy one of those. It's at least three to $5,000 right now for just a basic model. Yeah, the Lord in heaven. Yeah. and I mean, that... it's not to say that I don't want one. It's just not a priority for me right now. Yeah. I mean, and that price is actually, that's down from what it was when they first came out. Because oh, they sure. were almost 10000 to to $100,000 or more when they first when they first hit the market. Yeah, so, I mean, eventually I probably will get one, but not right now. Yeah. But, yeah, when I heard about it, I kind of geeked out and looked at my boyfriend and said, it's a replicator, it's a replicator. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I'm just waiting for warp technology, but that's, that's, I'm waiting for warp technology and a replicator that can literally, like, I can go into the kitchen and say, you know, make me fried chicken. Cook to 170 degrees internal temperature. And it'll make me fried chicken. On a plate. If that's what I want. I want, I want Star Trek today. I want Star Trek The Next Generation for right now. Because I already have the communicator. I'm talking on it now. <laughs> you know, I ha- I can read a whole library full of books on one little pad, just like in Next Generation. And they have picture frames that scroll through pictures, just like in Next Generation. Man, when I first saw that, it was the episode where they find that, that human boy that was presumed to be lost in a battle. And it turns out that he was captured by, or his parents were killed, and so that one of the enemy combatants adopted him. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to, like, bring him back to his, what family he had left. And they're like, and here's, a, you know, some pictures of you, you know, when you were a baby with your mom and your dad. And, it, you know, it was a frame. Who was scrolling through pictures? I'm like, that is the that's like magic. That'll that's just crazy. And you can and, buy one of those frames down at Walmart for like fifteen bucks now. Yeah, I can I can buy that at Target. <laughs> I can go to Fred Meyer. You know, but you know, in but nineteen ninety or ninety one, whenever that episode aired. That didn't exist, like, at the time, really. So, it's it's like going back and watching the original series of Star Trek and wondering why Ahura's Bluetooth is so big. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it just, (laughs) it's crazy, you know, we've managed to make so much of Star Trek technology into reality that 
some of like the older episodes of Star Trek aren't science fiction anymore. They're just science. Except for the living on a spaceship and warp technology. I just... Is it so much to ask? <laughs> we're a cool... Uh, where, where, where a trip to Pluto and back is considered a, 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 a jog around the neighborhood? Well, that might be a discount trip now since Pluto's not a planet anymore. Yeah. This is oh, true. it's a planet again. Oh, it is? It is. Or, oh, they, they're discussing it. They, they might have changed it back, huh? Yeah. Well, apparently they got they've gotten a lot of hate mail over the years since they tried to change it to a dwarf planet. That they had to revisit the issue of what they define as a planet with the potential of bringing Pluto back. Because even though it does seem to do its own thing, it does still technically count, you know, it still rotates around the sun. It's not a comet. It's not an asteroid. It's not rotating around another planet. You know, doesn't it have a moon also? I thought Pluto had like a little tiny moon somewhere. I don't. I don't remember. I'll have to go back and check. But yeah, it's so they're they're debating about bringing it back. Like Pluto's a planet. I saw it on Facebook. Someone posted Pluto's a planet again. You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, I was kind of pissed because you know I did many a paper, science paper on Pluto. That's what a lot of people were upset about, especially in the states, because that was I think that was the only planet in our solar system that was discovered by an American astronomer, or at least named by somebody here. I read somewhere that Uranus was named George for a long time. Huh? (laughs) George. Wow. But someone thought that they should name it Uranus to match all the other planets named after gods and titans. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. George is a good name. What do you think, baby? George is a good name yeah. for a planet? Yeah. I don't see anything yeah. wrong with the name George. I'm not <laughs> against the name George, specifically. You know, it's just a thing. I just, I was like, George? It was the planet George for like a hundred years? <laughs> you just, it's rather surprising. You just don't, when you think about planets, you don't think about the planet George. I don't know, I might know someone from the planet George. <laughs> it would certainly explain a lot of things about him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking on my boyfriend and he's making goofy faces at me. I'm closing the door on you now. <laughs> His name uh, is George, so that's why. <laughs> uh, he's a goof. I was just I was just looking at one of the three charmkins I have left. 
It's the pony charm. Ah. She still smells like a charmkin. Okay, oh, I don't have what happened with the chat room, but for some reason, I was not seeing any of Samantha's posts. Was the chat room bu- acting buggy again? Yeah. You know what I realized I really want to cosplay as? What's that? Brown-Eyed Susan from Charmkins. Just to see if anybody would know who I was. <laughs> In the hopes that I would meet that one fan from, like, the 1980s that, that realized who I was. It was like, oh, my gosh, it's Charmkins! <laughs> Because I have Brown-Eyed Susan, I have the Pony Charmkin, and I have the old woman who had the windmill. I don't have the windmill anymore. I want the windmill. Give me my windmill back! (laughs) (laughs) My sister lost most of my Charmkins. I managed to save these three. I used to have most of them. You know? This old woman charm she kind of looks like my mother-in-law. <laughs> um, oh. Wow, that is scary to know. Well, it kind of reminds me of that one episode of Frasier. You ever seen it where George starts dating that one woman that has a large doll collection? And she has a doll that looks just like his mom. One episode of what oh. now? Frasier. Or not Frasier. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm getting my sitcoms mixed up. I knew it was it's a person's name. It's funny you should name. say that because, because actually Melody controlling the re- remote the other day had us watch the pilot episode of Frasier. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's what you want to watch, honey. What are you throwing out of your mouth? I see. (sighs) So who is watching a very minty Christmas this year? It is on Netflix oh. right now. I have actually never seen it before. I have the minty Christmas tree that goes you with my have, ponies. You have never seen a very minty Christmas? No. I haven't seen a lot of the G3 cartoons. I tried watching one, and it was just not my thing, so I turned it off. Which one? Was uh, it the Twinkle Wish? Or? It was the, it was some, I think it was one of the princess ones, like Princess Promenade or something like that. Oh, please do not discuss that. Don't get on that topic. Yeah. 
So I just went, I watched a few minutes of it, and I was like, mm, nah. So I turned it off. And I ended up giving the DVD to somebody else, so. I, I will say that while I'm not sure a very minty Christmas will ever be, like, on my list of, like, must-watches during the holidays, I'm glad I watched it at least once. And it is kind of interesting to uh, to watch a My Little Pony that's neurotic. Because the whole pro- a very minty Christmas starts off with this they ha- it, tradition in Ponyville that they put this sparkly candy cane on the top of the, cr- the tallest Christmas tree. And that's how Santa finds Ponyville. No, okay. I'm not making that up. And they have one of the Pegasus ponies come and put the the candy cane on top of the Christmas tree, right? Uh-huh. And Minty apparently is a perpetual straightener. If anything's just even a little bit crooked, she can't leave it alone until it's straight. And unfortunately, in her... Compulsion to straighten everything so that it's perfectly straight. She ends up knocking the candy cane off the Christmas tree. And yep. she's afraid Santa won't be able to find Ponyville because she knocked the candy cane off of the Christmas tree and broke it. And so, so she has to get about, a new candy cane or? Well, she tries to figure out a way to save Christmas. And she does it in a very altruistic way. It's really kind of sweet, even if she probably should have. And she tried to to tell Pinkie Pie, darn you, Pinkie Pie, that she had accidentally, you know, knocked the the candy cane off and broke it. But Pinkie Pie was so busy with other preparations for Christmas that she wasn't paying any attention to Minty when she was trying to tell her. And poor Minty feels guilty. She's like, I don't know, everyone ever been everyone's Christmas and I need help and I have no one yeah, no one's helping me, no one's listening to me. So she tries to solve it on her own. So really the whole movie could have been avoided if just Pinkie Pie had paid a little more attention. Uh, <laughs> well, how about this? If Minty would have just kept her darn hands to herself. Well, yeah, that, that, that's true, but, I mean, who let the neurotic pony near the Christmas tree to begin with? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, wasn't this supposed to be a holiday episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God we're finally into a holiday issue. <laughs> well, we did talk about Christmas presents, and then we got off on a weird tangent like we always do. And then we circled back to Christmas theme. Yes. Now now we're talking about neurotic Minty. Yes. Yeah. But, um... But, I mean, it's just... Yeah. It was... There were quite a few neurotic ponies in the G3 shows, like, um... Thistle Whistle. Poor Thistle Whistle. The only thing they could think to do with a pony named Thistle Whistle at the time was to make it so that 
in the middle of talking, she would she would whistle. Or she would whistle at the end or whistle at the beginning or whistle at the beginning, middle, and end of everything she said. She could not talk without whistling. Oh, yeah. Tony was Tourette's. Yeah. Perform of Tourette's. And, Something I don't I don't I don't know what that condition is called, but she, she she couldn't stop herself from doing it, and in a way that makes me kind of like the G three movies because you know these were characters that clearly have problems, but they're living very meaningful lives and they have friends and you know. So it just there's there's just very few things that ever include a character with that level of disability, you know. And it's nice to see it and have them. You know, they're clearly a little off, but they're happy and they're they have. Like I said, they have friends, they participate in things, they, you know, they have meaningful lives, despite the fact that Minty is a perpetual straightener, and Thistle Whistle is nervous and whistles when she talks, and, yeah, just. And Pinkie Pie can't like focus. <laughs> or she focuses too much. Hey, that's me right now. <laughs> yeah, cause mom didn't make the comment. I was, you know, I was straightening up the the living room and I was vacuuming, and I kept vacuuming and I kept vacuuming and I kept vacuuming until the point, like you know, it's like I don't think there is an ounce of dirt in this carpet anymore. <laughs> well, at least it's clean. Yeah, that's why I call my mother. You know, when I when I get focused on something, and I don't have any distractions, I do it very well. But you just need to keep the distractions to a minimum, or else that's it. <laughs> I'm veering off into something else. <laughs> so I'm G three Pinkie Pie. Great. <laughs> Oh, I take over the world. Yeah, because, I mean, G3 Pinkie Pie was definitely different from G4 Pinkie Pie in that she wasn't quite as hyperactive as G4 Pinkie Pie, but she was definitely the party pony. And when she was focused on planning a party, like, you know, you could come up to her and tell her her house was on fire and go in one ear and out the other. (laughs) So, and the other, she's three Pinkie Pie was voiced by the the voice actress who does, who who does uh, Orange Blossom and Strawberry Shortcake. Why is my baby crying? Oh, give me the screaming child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
poor pony baby. Well, don't bite people, and they won't get mad at you. Okay. Sometimes when you bite people, there's something called a reflex, and they just kind of act really quickly, like they don't even think about it. You don't don't bite. It's not funny. Yeah, I remember I used to have a little cousin that bit me. And I started biting her back and she stopped. Although that's probably not always the best solution. Well, that's apparently how I stopped learning to, how I learned to not bite, was my mom bit me back. But you want a bite of the pasta? Yeah. We already talked about Rainbow Rocks. Rainbow Rocks is on again. Melody's watching Rainbow Rocks. Ah. She likes it because there's a lot of music. Octavia is pretty cool. So, but. Does anyone see any good um, holiday customs? I tried, but I didn't end up getting it done. I have, however, finished my drag queen pony. <laughs> okay, that one I might have to see pictures of. Yeah, me too. I just I just got pictures today. I'll send I'll send you some the the pictures. The it the the custom is based off of my favorite drag queen, Darcel fifteen. Melody, Fred, can you? She's she's eating her pasta, but she's also flinging it everywhere. Um, so that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same okay. way my birds um, eat pasta. Yep. Eat it, throw it. Eat it, throw it. <laughs> She's really enjoying eating the pasta. It's just... It's fun to fling, Enjoying it in... She's just enjoying it in an abstract way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But um, I forgot what we were talking about. We're talking about pasta. What were we talking about before pasta? Oh, custom. Yes. Holiday yes. so custom. Yes. It's based on my favorite drag queen, Darcel 15, in Darcel's rhinestone cowboy outfit. Ah. With assless caps. <laughs> And what makes it even better is, like, Darcel is 85 this year, and he still wears that outfit. Hey. 
you got to be comfortable with yourself to get on stage singing Rhinestone Cowboy and a sparkly song and ask what's up. Well, actually, if you look at drag queens, um, they are the most comfortable with themselves of anyone in the world. You know, their idea is, this is me. I am fabulous. (laughs) If you don't like it, there's a door. Oh, and you got to love it. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I could have that kind of confidence about myself. <laughs> I do, too. I wish well, I could feel comfortable, like, going up on stage and, you know, either lip syncing or regular singing, belting out, you know, a tune performing for people. I just like to learn to walk in heels because I can't even do that. (laughs) Me neither. Well, I have to say I am comfortable with myself. I am comfortable enough with myself that when someone tells me you should really consider bariatric surgery, I can just kind of look at him like he just done lost his mind and needs to shut up and do the job he was hired to do. (laughs) Oh! Hey, we got a Christmas card from Aunt Ruth and Uncle Ken. So. Oh, my God, this is... What's that? The light-up rarity. Ooh! Oh! Her, her horn lights up, and then... She has her cutie mark that goes that goes down the back of her leg and the front of her leg. The cutie mark that's going down the front of her leg lights up. Ooh, cool. She was she was the main bad guy this year. She was the rat king. Yes. In a very long letter. <laughs> Melody found the mail. <laughs> Has she started doing what I do all the time? And what's that? I just open it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's something directly, really, really, like something like I really should not open, I just open it. <laughs> No, she was she was just looking at it all, all the colored envelopes and stuff, chattering to herself and spreading it across the floor. Oh, <laughs> oh gimme. 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 Let me. <laughs> Give me the packet from retro dolls. Uh oh. Oh dear. Are you trying to get the package away from your daughter or your husband? Husband. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Oh, dear. My, my, my. You know, you think he'd know better, okay? I thought you trained him. 
is the training wearing off? <laughs> I think it needs to be reinforced. If it if it is, I I, I have the uh, the stuff that you need to you know reinstate that training. Get the shock collar out again. Yep. <laughs> okay. No, no, no that has the right color. I finally have the right color pony hair to give this uh, mirror mirror a new tail. Yay! Hooray! I I mean, it's I think it's as close as I've ever found. I mean, really, Stop. mirror mirror's hair is a little bit. Darker, a little bit greener, but it's such a—it's like the only hair color that's that color is mirror mirror. The magic message pony. Mhm. Yeah. It's too light to be the color green that Medley has. It's too too minty to be either like you know the. The lime green or the the other green. You know he is soaking wet, right? Yeah, the only way you get a perfect match for that one is to find a mirror mirror that already has a good tail and just take a donor tail, but... Come here. But yeah, so Retro Dolls has a synthetic hair called um, Spearmint, which is a different color than their Spearmint Nylon. Because the Spearmint Nylon is what I originally got, but it's more of an atomic turquoise color. Mm-hmm. It wasn't right. So, Spearmint Nylon is too dark, so I went with Spearmint Synthetic, and that seems to be the right color. As close as I've ever found. Well, that's great that you found the right color. Yeah. Well, because I've been wanting... To give this poor pony a new tail when I got her, she's in pretty good shape, but her tail had some cuts to it. You know, like half of the tail was still long, but the other half wasn't. You know, like she'd been rescued mid-haircut. And so, yeah, just trying so hard to find the right color. So I can fix her up and then withdraw an Etsy. Well, at least you're fixing her up. Well, it seems like right now, the way the market is, people want ponies they're wanting the vintage ponies more than they're wanting custom ponies right now. Yeah. Well, there's 
tons of customs out there right now. Yeah. But mostly that um, desire for the um, the uncustomized comes from people who watch the show who are learning the names of the original ponies. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. What? So yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I it's it's kind of sad, but I've I've gotten more action on my Etsy from <clears throat> selling vintage ponies than my customs, which makes me sad. But there you go. I can say this holiday season I've watched the Heartswarming Eve episode of My Little Pony. Um, I've watched A Very Minty Christmas. And I've watched the Christmas episodes of Strawberry Shortcake. And a lot of Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, I think the only Christmas thing I've watched so far is um, Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw that, to, that, and we were watching that today. Is Die is Hard a Christmas it? movie? It's yeah, it actually, it takes place during Christmas. Yep. Die Hard is technically a Christmas movie. Well, you know, the funny, you know, I have a funny story about the Die Hard movie. When I was in the eighth grade, we had, unfortunately, we had a teacher pass away, so we ended up with a lot of substitute instructors. Uh-huh. And one of them decided, like, like on Fridays it would be movie day. And one student would get to bring in a movie. Mhm. And you know she'd you know step out and you know do whatever she had to do. You know she trusted us. <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah. yeah. Someone brought in the Die Hard movie. <laughs> <laughs> And here we are during school hours watching Die Hard. (laughs) (laughs) And this was before, you know, the V-chip and all of that, you know. There was no technology to, you know, make the swear words disappear and all of that. So, yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, so you watched it unedited during school hours. Yes. Tisk tisk. <laughs> Bad children. Hey. But it know, is mild yeah. compared to what some kids watch nowadays, so Exactly. You know, die hard now nowadays a kid would watch that and go Yeah, and <laughs> Really? <laughs> ah, sheep ponies. Sheep ponies. Somebody say sheep ponies. ponies. I think so. It's just 
like most of the movie I thought was a little underwhelming, but the end is fantastic. You know, like most of the movie I felt was a little slow, but like a, like I said, the end is epic. That's really the best part. <laughs> You know, the beginning to get a little context for the upcoming, you know, events, and then the end. You know, you could... Oh, Fred Fred finished The Legend of Korra, so he says that Rainbow Rocks is not Legend of Korra epic. I but have not seen the last, uh, the last um, season of Legend of Korra, but I've been told by another friend that she cried at the end of Legend of Korra. I did too. And so. I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't as big of a fan of the Legend of Korra as the original um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. But there was some daddy-daughter feels. That's how the young kids are saying it these days. There's some daddy-daughter feels. There was a, a wedding proposal and a marriage. There. You know, there's some um, some sort of a relationship that's not specifically laid out. But a lot of probably the first time I've ever seen that kind of a relationship in a Nickelodeon cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's even hinted at. So yes, it ends really well. I yeah, all the all the female characters are strong. No one picks on anybody because they're a girl. In fact the main bad guy's a woman. Um the best marriage proposal I've ever seen in a cartoon. Seriously. The the boy character proposes to his the woman who's been his assistant for years and years. And says, Julie, will you do the thing with me for the rest of our lives? Oh, because he, you know, he always asks her to do the thing. He's like, Julie, do the thing, and she knows what he's talking about. Oh, I love Derek. He's adorable and and weird. So you know, and then and then at the end when they get married, they're like, uh, they're like. The, we're here to celebrate the awesome and sometimes inexplicable bond between Jarek and Julie. Barrick? <laughs> Barrick? What's his name? Barrick. Barrick and Julie. Yes, Julie Moon. Um, <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. You may now do the thing. <laughs> you now do the thing. <laughs> wow. Honestly, I think that is that is even better than Mr. Darcy's failed proposal to Elizabeth in Pride and Prejudice. That is, yeah. will you do the thing with me for the rest of our lives? That's adorable. It was adorable. Well, do you guys realize that we have ten? items tonight for the most 
expensive things on eBay. Ooh. Segment. What are we Ooh. got? Ten. I can't. I counted them. Ten of them. Now, for anyone who is tuning in for the fir- very first time or listening to this on download for the first time, uh, a couple weeks ago, I pulled up eBay just to see what was the most expensive items, just to see where uh, Ladybird was actually at, price-wise. And I found there were ponies that were more expensive than Ladybird, which is shocking because Ladybird is supposed to be the most, one of the most expensive ponies out there. Yeah, usually a battle between her and Minty, or not Minty, um, gee, Minty, that would be funny, and, uh, <laughs> um, Mimic, see, I was close, Green Pony starts with an M, and, um, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, yeah, yeah, well, they've, all three of them have been knocked out of the arena, wow, so who's on top today? Oh, do we want to do the segment now? Yeah. Mishi? Yep. Okay. Well, first on our top ten most expensive ponies on eBay. Starting off with the most expensive. Hey. Can I get a drum roll, please? Baby German Cherry Jubilee at $1,804.32. Wow. Which one? Mint on card. German Baby Cherry Jubilee. Oh wow! Well, she was kind of up there last last time too, wasn't she? Yep, she was in the top in the top slot. There are a few that are making another appearance, such as the next one. It is. Greek baby green hair minty Chloe mint in the bag. She is mint baby. Wait, sorry, baby green haired minty what? Chloe. I'm still not hearing you. Chloe. Chloe. Who's Chloe? Who's Chloe? And the the pony. I think that's like the pony. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? I'm not. I'm not. The Greek bu- buggy okay. pony. The Greek baby buggy pony. Yes. Okay. I I I'm not. I'm not familiar with many of the Nirvanas. So I thought we went over her last time. <laughs> 
I don't remember. Maybe. <laughs> she looks like Minty. She looks like the original Minty. The uh, mint green hair, mint green body. The clovers for symbol. Any of this ringing a bell? Yeah. But I, I guess they just, sometimes with the Nirvanas, they, they give them, like, weird, weird names. Or they translate to weird names. Like, uh, there's a peachy that she's brown as a Nirvana, and she has a different name. I can't remember it right now. Jenny, I think. Maku Jenny or something like that. Yeah, well, you know, it's just like, you know, especially like the Greek ones, their names are Greek. So, you know, like Moondancer isn't called Moondancer in Greece. So... And the one thing that is um, slightly curious is wow, that bird really wants to talk tonight, doesn't she? (laughs) Yes, he does. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can quiet him down. (laughs) It's okay. It's the funny thing is that Salty, the younger one, when he always wants attention when I'm on the phone, and the older one, Squeaker, he knows when mommy's on the phone, mommy's on the phone, and he has to be quiet. <laughs> Learn from your older brother. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yes, I know. Come on. One, one little thing on about this auction is. It states in here, I'm reading directly from the auction's uh, description, uh, the rare variation green ba- hair baby minty comes in unused goods concerning the age, condition, and the original buggy packaging, including all the accessories still in bugs. Oh, goodness. Okay, this is really obnoxious. Do you ever get a hank of hair that somehow in shipping wasn't treated very well? Yes. And you have to brush it and try and make it work? Yeah, and it's aggravating. Did anybody hear what I had said about the mistype? No. 
Okay. I will repeat it again. Uh, the rare variation green hair baby minty comes in unused, good concerning the age, condition, in the original buggy packa- packing, including all accessories still in sealed bugs. Steel, still in sealed bug, huh? Yeah, they're in bugs. <laughs> it's in a bug. <laughs> That's okay. We kind of know what they mean. <laughs> yeah, I do believe the poster means they they're in bags, not bugs. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah, me too. So. But that is number nine on our countdown. And, yes, we go from highest to the lowest, the lowest being number one. Next up, it is Vintage Hasbro. My, oh, wait, wait, wait. The price on, on Chloe. I forgot the price. That is $1,781.97. And that is shipping from France with a best offer. That's actually not too bad for uh, Nirvana still in the sealed packaging. Yeah. Especially for Greeks, since as I understand, they run pretty high. Yeah, they do. But up next we have a vintage My Little Pony G1 original packaging artwork. Like the production artwork for the packaging? That's what I'm about to get and see. Yeah. <laughs> 
hear him. Okay, come on. Firefox still locking up on you? Yeah. That would be cool, though, if it was actual production artwork. I mean, I know there's bits of that floating around. I've seen pictures of people having them at trade shows and at some of the My Little Pony fairs. Yeah. Someone needs to turn it down before I go over there and turn it down. <laughs> okay. Is it the Xmas um, episode of Futurama where Robot Santa Claus is giving everybody their presents? No, it's nice? the uh, no, it's the episode where the tentacle alien. Uh tries to attach itself to everybody. Oh, gotcha. He date everybody on Earth. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Okay, let's see. It is... Um, yes, it is. It actually it is uh, original artwork that was created by an in-house artist and is one of a kind. This is the exact illustration that was used for every single package, promotion item, or catalog sold all over the planet. Cool. And it is uh, our favorite gals. Frolicking in their little floaties. Ooh. Oh. Sea ponies. Yes. Yes, they are. Cool. Yeah. And this little gal is going for $1,300. Oh. Finally had $1,000 laying around. I know, ain't it? Which (laughs) I can see and I can, you know, very much, you know, on board with that price. I know. <laughs> See, I know I've reached grown-uphood when I think <laughs> if I had an extra $1,000 laying around, I'd put it into my house account because I really want a house. <laughs> well, more than yeah, I want when... a pony. <laughs> yeah. I get a house, heard I will have that room comment. for more ponies. Yes, that's true. Then you can have a room yeah. for them. Yeah, again. Go. So, um, I'm being told by Samantha we have three minutes left. Do we want to go ahead and get Kimono in before we get cut off? Oh, yeah. Sure. We definitely didn't get her in last week. Okay. 
Well, unfortunately, I do apologize again for that. Well, until next week, Pony Night Nights. Night Night. Pony Night Nights. This is Game on All, and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. And just to let you know, Samantha, and anyone who is listening live, uh, next week's episode will be our year-end review episode. It'll be our year-end review episode. I still can't hear you. Our year in oh, what episode? Our year in review. Oh, oh year, year in year. review. Yep. So. This year but we talked I'm... about ponies. <laughs> and lots of other random things. Year in review. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be more than that. I know. <laughs> Up next on our, our top ten countdown, it is, once again, the Milo Pony Trading Card Series 1 Complete Set, all cards, all promos. Oh, that's that G4 Collector's Card Set. Yep, and that is still reigning at $1,200. Wow. And I, well, I guess this, 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 that's including all the promos. That's actually not too bad, considering some of the promo cards by themselves go for a couple hundred dollars. Yep. And up next we have, she is still on top. It is Nightmare Moon, Milo Pony, Friendship is Magic, Favorite Collector Series 2012. Hmm. And and she is still sitting there at $1,149.99. Well, seeing as they still have those at Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably going to stay there, sit there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like available now in the stores. Um, it ain't gonna sell. <laughs> yeah, not for that price anyway. No. Up next, we have My Little Pony Royal Princess Candace Shining Armor Wedding Toy Castle Playset at one thousand one hundred four dollars and thirteen cents. I got mine for twenty five. <laughs> I was about to say, yep, bought mine for forty. <laughs> bought mine for fifteen. <laughs> Ooh. And I wasn't even looking to get it. I happened to be at um Walmart day after Thanksgiving. Oh, so you got the special Black Friday sale on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, see, mine was the price it was because I went to Kmart when it before it closed, and um, oh. so it was a clearance sale. 
obviously not as good as your Black Friday deal, but still, I was I was happy to get it at that price. Oh yeah. Well, see me, I was running up the aisles, running up behind Mom, and she happened to look down and notice it and pointed it out, and next thing she knew, it was in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think after all this time your mom would stop pointing out things to you. Oh no, she actually she she knows that if she did, did not point if she if she didn't point it out and I missed it, I'd be slightly upset. <laughs> yes, Aww. I know we're in a ponies after dark. Okay, I'm trying to find the castle to see if I can find it on sale someplace. That was the first true castle of the G4 line, since I don't count the cardboard one that they tried to pass off as a playset. Yeah. Aha, here it is. You can get it on Amazon. For sixty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Well, see, that's relatively close to the price that it was in the store when it first came out. Yeah. So, once again, this will be another item that will be sitting on eBay for a good long time. Especially since you can still get it on Amazon, which which ships just about anywhere. Oh yeah. And you know you'll get free shipping on that puppy because it's over $25. Yeah. So, up next is a custom My Little Pony inspired large ceramic sculpture. Let me see. Uh, well, you know what? I think this synthetic hair is closer to the texture of Mirror Mirror's original hair than the nylon was. Sorry. Wait. Random thought. <laughs> okay. Um, pony is 20, 42.5 inches tall, 32 mm-hmm. inches long, 16 inches wide. It's a big sculpture. So it's about um, the size of um, a styling pony. No, actually. No, it's bigger than that. Isn't she? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pony was hand-built from clay fire to 2,000 degrees then hand-painted. The cloud is made from birch veneer plywood and is 15 inches tall, 21 inches wide, 29.5 inches long. The cloud is hung from the ceiling and would need to be mounted into ceiling joists. The pony could be enjoyed sitting on the floor as well. Ah, and here's another one. Uh, I've been a fan of MLP since I was a child in the 1980s. And now watch it again with my children. This piece was made to show my son and daughter 
that inspiration can come from anywhere, regardless of the gender stereotypes that are associated with an object, and that appreciation is an individual choice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Which pony uh, is pony. it that the sculpture, um, well, which pony is the sculpture? It's a, It's just a random unicorn. Oh. It's a blue unicorn with um, basically, you know how um, Princess um, Luna and Princess, uh, what's the main princess? I can't remember her name off the top. Celestia. Thank you. You know how their horns are long and skinny? Mm-hmm. Well, this one's horn is long and skinny. She is painted light blue like um, Rainbow Dash. Her horn is silver. She has black eyes. She has no color in her eyes. Uh, She unfortunately has no tail. She has a stump for a tail and no mane. Her eyes and her body mimic a G4 perfectly. Cool. Well, that's very neat. Oh, yeah. Um, This one is available only for local pickup and is in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is not that far. No. For me, anyway. It's the other side of the country for me. Yeah. And she is at $950. Oh, I got to buy a car so I can't spend $900 on a pony. (laughs) Not even if you can hang it from the uh, ceiling. Only if I can ride it to work. <laughs> That's the uh, only way my that I can justify spending that much money on a pony right now. I don't quite think you can ride this one to work. Okay, well, it's a very nice idea, and I commend the person that made it because it sounds very pretty, and I like the message that goes along with it, but I unfortunately cannot buy it. I'm sure there's somebody mm. nearby that can. Yeah. And we hope them all the best. Uh, coming up next, still on the list, it is the Milo Pony G4 pillowcase with Applejack and Rarity. Where it's the one where you have, you know, it looks like, you know, there's a, a boy Applejack and a boy uh, Rarity. Oh, yeah, the pillowcase. I did take a look at that when after you sent me the link. It looks really good, but I think it, I'm pretty sure it's fan-made. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Fantastic. But the artwork so, is very nice on it. It is. It is beautiful. And she is holding steady at nine hundred four dollars and 
$0.59. Cents. Please remember that this is being converted from the Australian dollar. And the Australian dollar, it is $1,110. So she is still holding very steady. Go ahead. I was about to say, the shi- that, does that include shipping? Because I know shipping from Australia is probably really high right now. Okay, let's see. Uh, nope. You have to pay $9 Australian, uh, $7.33 U.S. Up next, well, we oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. <laughs> I was saying, well, it is very pretty, but I don't know about nine hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not in the position to spend really more than fifteen or twenty dollars on anything right now. Same here. I'm just getting to that point where, you know, I'm putting money back into my savings. Well, that's good. And boy, does that feel good. putting back. Yeah. It might only be $100, but you know what? That $100 can, you know, really help you out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Well, you know, sometimes the difference between an overdraft fee and no overdraft fee is like $5. So, oh, yeah. so up next we have uh, My Little Pony, El Greco G1, Greek Baby Pony Chloe, New in Box, Extra Rare Shoe. And let me take a look at this girl. If it'll open. There we go. Okay. Okay, it looks like it is the baby Chloe that is just the regular baby. And it comes in the traditional baby playset with its necklace, its playpen, and it looks like it comes with a small crib. Hmm. Her diaper and her diaper box. Her bottle. Now, see, that's cool. I can't see spending more than like a hundred bucks on that. Well, eight hundred forty-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents, and you have to pay another twenty dollars for shipping. So in total, eight hundred 
Mm. So that is number two on our countdown. Number one. Most the, the the pony that makes it just above Ladybird is oh wait I'm wrong there's even more wait, wow Ladybird lady also be called Ladybug I think so okay. Okay. Whew. Thank goodness. Up next, number one, right above Ladybird, is, can I get another drum roll? We have a button. Mint in box, Princess Pristina. Really? Mm. Still on sale. At $820.40. No, $820.04. Ooh. We have to remember this seller looks like she just got a bunch of, you know, mint and packaged ponies and thought, ooh, I can make, you know, a lot of money. That's a lot for for Pristina. I mean, if someone's willing to pay her that much for Pristina, more power to her, I guess, but... I wouldn't. Yeah, this is um, I have third, a Pristina. I, I love my Pristina. But Yeah, this one uh half the time I don't even know where she's getting some of these prices from because she has a Wow, and she's really coming up with uh, some good ones. Um, the special mail order offer sparkle, sparkle star dance, dancer. She has her at thirty-two dollars and ninety-eight cents. Fairly normal price range, but. I don't know. Did I tell you what I've been seeing on in the My Little Pony groups on Facebook recently? What's that? That there are people that, like, they want to trade, right? And so they post pictures of what they're offering for trade and the ponies on their want list, which is basically what they want to trade the ponies that they're offering for. Oh, yeah, they want to trade cheap ponies for rare ones. And, you know, that they're like, you know, they want... 
G1s, but they're willing to trade G3.5s and G3s and G4s, you know? And it's like, what possesses people to make that kind of an offer? I mean, do people actually accept that offer? Who's really going to trade a McDonald's pony for a G1 or a... a G3.5 for a G1, when G1s are clearly superior. Yeah. You know, and it's not, like, sometimes it's a a more common one. Like, it'll be, you know, um, Twilight or something. But a lot of times they're like, you know, the princess brush and grows or mimic or quackers you're like really you're trying to trade a dollar pony for a fifty dollar pony well see i think this is also just one of those you know random people that just get you know random stuff and toss it up on um ebay to sell because i mean this person has um a bunch of my little ponies some of them are loose, some of them are mint and packaged, but then she also has, you know, strawberry shortcake ponies. She has a handmade rug. She a handmade what? A, a handmade rug. Yeah. Oh. A coach purse. So this is just someone who's looking to make a quick buck off of people who don't know. Well, you know, but I mean, everybody has bills to pay, so if if the way they're paying the bills at home is they go and get stuff at Value Village and then flip it for a higher price, I suppose more power to them. Yeah. Yeah, but see, I think this person, you know, I don't think it's from Value Village because it's not like she has, like, a few off-the-wall items. She has very specific items. Well, that just means, I mean, like, some people specifically what they do is they go to estate sales in Value Village and they look for... Items that can be sold as big-ticket items, but that are being sold as low-ticket items. And that's that's honestly just good, you know, buying and selling, if you're trying to make a profit at it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think any of us can really fault anybody for doing that, if that's, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're disabled... You know, if that's how you pay your bills, like I said, more power to you. But it might be good to do a little more research into what you're buying and selling first. Yeah. You know, the the German baby cherries jubilee at 1,800. You know, this isn't just, you know, paying the bills. No, definitely not. You know, it depends on on your bills. You know, what if she's got big medical bills? 
Was she trying to put a kid through college? Oh, what if her car know. needs a new transmission? Uh, when these items have been up for two weeks already. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, eventually she'll probably drop down the prices because you can only house things for so long, you know. Yeah. But I don't think any of us could really blame someone. You know, if we thought we could sell one thing and make $1,000, wouldn't we? True. It's not one thing. She has a bunch of pony things on here. Well, again, but that's just knowing that ponies are hot right now. I mean, if again, if one of us could just go out, buy a bunch of ponies, and sell them for a lot more money than we spent, wouldn't we? Who's going to say no? Well, that's true, but, I mean, and if she doesn't sell it for the couple thousand dollars per item listed on the site, then she's going to have to drop the price or research it a little more and then figure out the real value of it. Yeah. But hopefully they will be sold and they will go to the person that wants them the most and the person selling them will get the money for them to pay off bills or go have fun or go buy stuff for themselves. I mean, my basic thing is as long as the person isn't doing anything illegal, immoral, or unethical, then why not, you know? There's nothing... There's nothing illegal, immoral, or unethical about selling a pony. Right. Even for what seems like an unseemly amount. You know, if someone's willing to pay you for that, that price that you're asking, do it. (laughs) You know, if... If someone came into my house and saw my firefly and was like, oh, I'll give you $300 for that. I would sell my firefly because I could buy another one and I'd still have money left over. <laughs> I could probably buy a nicer one and still have money left over. You know, it's just one of those. <laughs> there's sentiment and then there's, you know, insanity. Oh. <laughs> yes, and it's also, really a good idea not to confuse the two. Yes, but there's also insanity and greed. This well, is true too, but it's it's hard to separate. It's hard to tell when stuff when people list stuff online when it's you know except for when it's being misrepresented like. Uh, the last big pony debacle that was on eBay. Yeah. It it's hard to tell when somebody lists something for a ridiculous for what seems like a ridiculous price if they're doing it because they want to make a lot of money for you know reasons of paying bills off or 
if they're doing it because they think they can just scam someone into getting a lot of money or if they're doing it because they're not really informed as to what the more acceptable price range for that item would be. Well, but see, here's the thing. Acceptable price range is what someone's willing to pay for it. So it's yeah. like art, you know, to to expect that because you used to be able to buy something at a certain price that it will always be that price. I mean, the whole purpose of collectibles is that they appreciate in value over time. So to say that, well, you know, charging that much money for that pony is unacceptable, well, you know, if someone is willing to pay that and feels like they're getting a their money is worth paying that much for that thing, is it really unacceptable? You know, if they're not saying, oh, this is a one-of-a-kind exclusive, you'll never see it again, yeah, that's kind of low and underhanded. But if they're just saying what it is and saying, I'd like to get this much for it, and someone's willing to pay them that, is it really unacceptable? And that's the question. I mean, we to call it greed... is, I think, a little harsh because, honestly, if I could sell G1 ponies for $100 a pop and someone was willing to pay me that much, even for, like, a pony like Peachy, (laughs) I would not feel bad at all selling it to them for that much. I mean, I would be thrilled if I could bring in $100 per pony at least. And yeah, there's a difference between like a hundred and a thousand, but not to. I mean, in this context, it's how can you say it's an unacceptable price if no one is being forced to buy it? You know, at this point, it's also it's it's not just acceptable because it's like thirty years old. But here on the other hand, you're not seeing any of these ponies at this price, even mint. Well, again, just because, I mean, like, okay, if, if like, a bunch of people are selling this pony, and this is the most expensive one, the person is basically shooting themselves in the foot. Because every person that's selling it for a lower price is going to have their thing bought first. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if this is like one of the few that are out there that are still mint in package or whatever, they really, there, there's no reason for them not to set the price that they want. Especially if, I mean, for all we know, they have that husband that's like, you need to be selling the ponies, you know, Mm -hmm. and they don't really want to. And they're like, well, you know, okay, fine, I'll sell the ponies, but they put it at a really high price because anybody that's willing to pay that much for that pony obviously is going to appreciate it. They're not going to open it. They're not going to customize it. You know, they're not going to butcher shop it. 
they're going to love and appreciate it. And, you know, again, it's, if, if, if there's more than one of them out there and they're, theirs is the highest, they're going to learn soon enough that they can't sell it for that price because everybody else's will sell first. Again, if someone's willing to pay $1,000 for like a little Greek plastic pony and they're happy with their purchase and they feel like that's money well invested, to say that that isn't the right price if it's what consumers are willing to pay for it because it's not a necessity. See, like if, if someone was selling clean water, and they jack the prices up super high. They're denying an essence of life and reserving it only for the rich, which is causing only rich people to survive. You know, that's that's one thing. That's an unacceptable price because you're making it impossible to get a necessity to a large population of people. But a luxury item, which a toy is essentially a luxury item, it serves no basic need. It's simply a want. And if you never get one, your life will continue, interrupted. You know, um, to say that at that point, selling something for $1,000 becomes unreasonable is again, or greedy, is again, I think, a little harsh. Because you're not hurting anybody by selling it for that much. Because nobody is forced to buy it. No one's going to die if they don't have it. It's just a thing. And if someone is willing to pay you a lot of money for your thing, well then, that's clearly where their priorities are. And one could argue that maybe the buyer needs to have better priorities. But that's not the seller's responsibility. If I could get rich, if I could make a million dollars selling ponies, I would do it in a heartbeat, unapologetically. I would not look back. I would not cry that someone else spent their money on the crap I was selling. If someone wants to come in to my house today, tonight, and offer me like a million dollars for my ponies, I would keep like three as long as it wasn't a deal killer and the rest would go bye-bye. Because as much as I love my ponies, I really need a house. Well, see, that's the big difference. You're but how, I mean, need. but I have a place to live. I'm not homeless. One could argue that it's not really out of a need. It's out of a want because I have a place to live. I am not homeless. I have an apartment. I might not like my apartment. I might feel my apartment is overpriced, but I am not in dire need of the money to get okay. a a shelter. That's not necessarily true. The need for a home is for your child. True, but I mean, she's not 
in any danger in this apartment. It's just not ideal. Right. You're also needing more space. But one could argue that if I got rid of some of this crap that I have, I would have more space. (laughs) Shut up, Fred. (laughs) We could get rid of some of your crap, too. That's true. Fred did sell, like, 30 boxes of comics for, like, $1,000. Somewhere around there. And that was it. Like that wasn't even close to what he paid for it. So that's just when you're young and you don't have responsibilities, you don't realize how much of your money you're throwing away on stuff you could check out of the library. <laughs> just wait a little bit. Wait till it's not popular anymore. Then go get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I mean. It's all a matter of perspective. You know, when you're a collector and you want something and you see something and you're like, whoa, that is a lot of money. It seems unreasonable because it's something we want and the price that it is is preventing us from getting it. But put into perspective, it's not something we need. It's something we want. And if there... Like I said, if there is someone who wants it enough to spend $1,000 on it, that's their prerogative to spend $1,000 on something that maybe we wouldn't spend 200 on. And if someone is willing to pay a seller that much for something, that is the seller's prerogative to sell it for as much as they can get for it because that is the whole point of selling things. Is generally you hope to make more money than you spent. However, with the price of how much it costs to list on eBay, well, and 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 the thing about buying on eBay, you really don't know the person you're buying from, usually. If it's someone from the pony community and you've developed a relationship, that's well and good. But chances are, if you're buying something from someone on eBay, you probably don't know the person. And unless they regularly have a product that you regularly get, you're probably not going to buy from them again very often. It's a impulse buy sort of place. That's why it's auction style. People go in and they're like, oh, I need that. <laughs> and then they bid. Um, but because we don't ever get to know the seller, really get to know, it's not like when you walk into a brick-and-mortar store and you can see the person and maybe they have their husband or their wife or their son or their daughter or whatever helping them behind the counter. You go in and it's always the same people and you get to know them. You know, there's, there's no way to say that the person doesn't need that money. There's no way to say that the person doesn't have a right to make that money. And again, I fully maintain that as long as a person isn't doing anything illegal, immoral, or unethical, they're not selling stolen goods, 
they're not holding a person hostage. They're not falsely bidding up their item with dummy accounts. They're not selling another artist's work without giving credit, whatever. As long as they're up front and totally honest about what they're selling, more power to them. If I could sell this mirror mirror sitting in front of me right now for $1,000, I would sell her for $1,000. There's no way anybody's going to pay me $1,000 for mirror mirror. But if I thought there was a way someone would do it, I would totally sell her for $1,000. And I would not feel bad about selling her for $1,000. And I don't think anybody who's buying and selling ponies, whether it be for profit or whatever, just out of love of ponies, wanting to spread the love, I, I don't think that that's the sort of commodity that people should be getting up in arms about. Oh my God, they're selling it for a thousand dollars. Cause there's still people out there that are selling Nirvana ponies for like 40. <laughs> you have to wait, you have to be patient, but you know, it's no one's going to die if they don't get that pony. <laughs> and either the, the seller will drop their price to sell the pony or someone will actually pay $1,000 for that pony. That's just the nature of buying and selling collectible toys. You know, it's like it. Van Gogh work when it originally when he was making it was worthless like he couldn't manage to sell his work people are like that's not a proper painting that is not painting but once he died his work is now you know each piece goes for millions of dollars so one of the little ones and that would be like saying, well, you can't sell his work for millions. It didn't sell for that much when he first made it. What do you think? You can get millions for it now. That's unreasonable. Well, it's not unreasonable if that's what people are willing to pay for it. Because if that's what people are willing to pay for it, then that's just what the market for it is. And if people aren't willing to pay that much, then the person is delusional. And they'll learn that the hard way. Well, that's what I'm basically saying is the person is delusional. Unless someone buys it for that much. But, I mean, even if they are delusional, it gives us something to talk about during Ponies After Dark. (laughs) And for that, I am grateful. Here's to you, seller with $1,000 ponies. (laughs) Okay, I I will give you that this if this pony continues to be on the top ten, <laughs> we, we will sit here and laugh at them. How's that sound? Absolutely. And if it disappears off the market, we'll never really know if it's sold or if they just gave up and are going to wait till later. But oh, I can just 
mark it as a watch item and if it disappears <laughs> you know but I mean if I listed G1 Firefly on my on my Etsy for $1000 and someone bought it from me would you really begrudge me that no Exactly. You know, obviously someone really likes Firefly. But it's just, you know, I've seen so much drama in the pony boards and pony groups regarding the buying and selling of ponies, particularly the vintage ponies. There have been sellers who have been repeatedly harassed because someone thinks that it's unreasonable for the seller to make money buying buying and selling ponies and refers to them as scalpers and pirates and I, I just I think people just need to put it into perspective you're not going to die from lack of pony I know we joke about it in the pony community about how we need ponies and how we'll die without our ponies we, we joke but the truth is, is no one's actually going to die from it. And if they did, it probably indicates a deeper problem. Melody, bite daddy again. Um, I just, yeah, it just, it's unreasonable in the context that it seems unlikely that a seller will succeed at that price. But if we, if we do not care whether the buyer or the, the seller succeeds or fails at selling that pony, you know, then it just becomes a, wow, I can't believe someone's trying to sell it for that much. That's kind of crazy. And then it's hilarious. And I think we should all view it that way. And again, if someone's willing to pay that much for a pony, Bless him. It's probably Donald Trump buying a great grandchild a toy. <laughs> so that's just my two cents on it. Two cents? I think that was five dollars. <laughs> But it's not a thousand. Woo. <laughs> and so, our very end of this dealing thing is, of course, Ladybird, which is holding at a mere And do you realize during your rant we lost uh, Summerblade? I thought I heard her phone click. No. I thought I heard her phone disconnect. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, then it's just the wheels in my head clicking away. They get a little sticky. Yeah. And, of course, here are the five ending auctions that are ending right now. 
we have a well, boy, it, it ended even before I could talk about it. A Sea Pony Horses Vintage, fourteen ninety five, did not sell. Uh, we have which um which G one pony had the um, umbrellas on her parcel parasol parasol. We have a plushy parasol. They were looking for twelve dollars and ninety five cents starting bid. Unfortunately, she ended with nothing. Boy, this is a really sad slide, isn't it? We have a 2008 My Little Pony Baby Pony playset ending in six, five, four, three, two, one. Ended at $9.99. No bids. Boy, you know. Nobody bidded on anything that was in our in our final five. And that even includes a G four. Come on, stop moving. Go up. Keep it. Computer, stop it. Come on. That was also including a G4 Flower Philly Scootaloo Apple Bloom Sweetie Bell lot at $20. Boy, that was a really sad final five, now wasn't it? Ah, uh, but, you know, that that just shows the nature of the market. You know, you have people selling things for crazy amounts of money. You have things being sold for very reasonable amounts of money that aren't selling at all. Yep. In other news, I will never die a pony again. What happened? Well, back when I first started customizing, I was experimenting with different techniques that I've seen in tutorials and whatnot. And I, so I had this really, really baity flutter pony. I think she was a rose dust at one point. I don't remember anymore. And I dyed her orange. And that was fine. You know, her body took the the dye really well, whatever. However, four years later, four years later, I'm trying to finally customize her. Because I heard that you have to wait a while to make sure that the dye doesn't bleed, right? So four years later, I'm finally getting around to trying to customize her. Every layer of white I put in her eyes to paint her eyes, it's leaching the orange. Oh, so dear. I paint it, and it's bright white, dries, and the dye seems to, and the dye, you know, seems to be leaching into the paint even as it dries, and then it turns kind of yellow. 
I've gotten it to off-white. But still, this is a lot of layers of paint for an eyeball. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. A lot of layers of paint for an eyeball. Uh, that I hate to cut. I hate to cut you short. Uh, first, I was hoping we'd end on time today. Second, I've only got about two seconds of power left in my phone. <laughs> All right. Well, then, Merry Christmas, and we will see you next Monday. Merry Christmas, and see you next Monday. Merry Good Christmas, night. Summer Blade. <laughs> Wherever she may be. Yep. All right. Tony Night Nights. Tony Night Nights. Is that it? Are we alone? Oh, at last. Well, let's see. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy festival festival for the rest of y'all. Whatever you may celebrate during this winter season. Hope it is happy and bright. Till next week, Pony Night Nights. Good night. (laughs) 